Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. throat your dick until I pass away. Ah! My, <laughs> my, my guest today, you know him from performing at UCB with white women. He's written for Ghosted. He currently writes for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Boop, boo Carl Tart! Hello. Yeah, 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 Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello out there in radio land. Uh, podcast land. Podcast land. Uh, there's a definite difference uh, because the radio is music and then morning radio is a thing. And podcast is just a bunch of talking. Yeah. A bunch of improvs and a bunch of talking. Yeah, I like it. Do you have a podcast? Uh, not currently, no. But you are a frequent guest, yes? I'm a frequent guest. Uh, frequent guest. Frequent guest. Frequent guest. We can go west. On uh Comedy Bang Bang mm-hmm. on Spontanea Nation. Yes. On a whole bunch of other podcasts. Yes. Um, I love doing podcasts. Well, I don't think we have a choice anymore. Yeah. I think podcasts are here to stay and yeah. we get to do them. I talk about it though. I have always wanted to be a radio DJ. Like oh, I was really? very influenced by <laughs> Big Boy in the Morning on Power 106 here. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, just listening to Tom Joyner and people like that. I've always really enjoyed that stuff. So mm-hmm. when podcasting came out, it kind of gave me an opportunity to kind of fulfill that dream a little bit. Ah. And have fun on, on, uh, on the airwaves. Did you ever, as a child, pretend to be your own radio station? Absolutely. So did I. 100%. I My cousins, I don't know if they still have the tapes. 
But every summer when we would hang out, we'd be like, bow, bow, bow. welcome to 97.1. This is Nickity Nick coming at you. <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> Ten minutes after the hour. <laughs> and then we had a second little uh, like a boom box to play the music. Mm-hmm. We would only play like 30 seconds of the songs because we're like, and we're back. Yeah. We got to get into the topics. Oh, boy. Clinton, is he a good president? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever like, did y'all used to make... Uh, like, uh, what, what are they called? Like, answering machine messages? Oh, no. We didn't, like, the pranks? No, no, no. Okay. Oh. Can I can I play a song into this microphone? Yes. And just, like, this demonstrate? Yes. Uh, do you have it queued have, up? No, I'm going to I'm gonna find one on my, uh, on my list here of songs. <laughs> you what? are a good meme holder and uh, good content holder. I like memes. I like memes a lot. I, think I love memes, funny. too. They're very... The internet is infinitely funnier than any of us can ever be. Yeah. It's wild. And they're kids. Yup. But then, like, you put them in a writer's room, and oh, they are terrible. Oh, I mean, they would be trash. <laughs> I don't think it's sustainable funny. Yeah. But, like, someone put together the ABCs of Cardi B, mm-hmm. and it was like, A is, ah! Yeah. And it went <laughs> through the whole thing, and I was like, this is funnier than anything I could have written. Yeah. Over the course of years. Yeah. No, I've seen some memes on there that have just been so good, like just purely funny, made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I'll retweet them or I'll post them on Instagram. Sometimes I put them on Instagram when I think they're really funny. Same. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to screenshot this, put on Instagram. It's very funny. I'll do a, a fat Jewish and mm-hmm. still, but I'll, I'll mm-hmm. make sure the person's name is still in there. So I try to retweet it from or like regram it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you seen the the one with the the lion singing in the zoo where it looked like it was like uh the lion singing uh and he was just like ooh no. but it was just like his mouth like uh the lion's ro- was roaring but uh-huh. somebody sang over it. It was very funny. Okay, this is what I mean okay. by uh answering machine message like this. Yeah. You know who you've called. I can't come to the phone right now. But if you leave your name, number, and a brief message, I'll get right back to you. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did do that. I thought we were still talking about radio shows. No, no, the answer. I was, was... confused, but of course I did. <laughs> I would play like the Spice Girls, and then when I discovered I was a nasty bitch, I would play Kaya, my neck, my back, and be like, yes. "Oh yeah, leave a message, leave a message." Uh-huh. <laughs> I once changed my sister's ringtone to "Pick up your phone," <laughs> and I didn't tell her. And it was very funny when her phone rang. <laughs> oh, boy. I've done some awful things to that girl. But she still love me because she has to. She has to. Legally. Legally, she does. Yeah. I met your sister. Did you? She's very nice. Yeah, she came out here. Oh. Or was that your cousin? Hmm. I don't know. You've had somebody visit you here. I've had many people visit me. People yeah. like me. Yeah. It might have been my sister. Was she very, very short? She was shorter. She's yes. you. Yeah. That's my sister. She is the size of a drumstick. <laughs> and she's as loud as a mouse. Loud as a mouse. She's so quiet. I asked her to describe herself the other day, and she's like, oh, I don't know. Um, short, boring, looks like she's 12. <laughs> and I was like, Catherine, <laughs> you can't describe yourself is she funny like too? that. She's funny in a way where she has never actually meant to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but like we'll say something where I'm like, Catherine. Yeah. Um, are you currently single? I am. Are you looking to fuck? I am. 
Okay, so are you on apps? I am. Which ones? Bumble only. Just Bumble. Although the homie was telling me about Coffee Meets Bagel the other day. No. No? No. Coffee Meets Bagel is so annoying. So I don't pay for it. Mm -hmm. So in order to like tap on a dude you like, you got to have enough beans. Oh. And you got to earn beans. Okay, no. And it's this. It's so weird. The things they make you do to earn these beans. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It is a real fucking headache, and I don't like it. Okay. No coffee meets bagel then. Are you on Raya? No. I can't get accepted. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I, I'm on the wait list. They waitlisted me on Raya. They waitlisted me for two years. Which is crazy. I, you know what? I two think years. they got some algorithms that they don't. Here's the algorithm. Racism. Yeah. And unless you, unless you are like. Racism. Unless you're Tristan Thompson. Yes, you unless you are a beautiful, beautiful black man who's like tall and has 7,000 abs yeah. and you got money, 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 money. Yeah. Then they're just like, oh, come on in. And then swiping through it, like the only black people on it are gorgeous, beautiful black people. Who are very successful. I bought TV. Yeah. Like a, a good amount. Like I think I'm mildly successful. Yeah. Well, and I have a pretty decent following. You have a huge following. And you well, have a, and you, you let me on? <laughs> you were famous, Nicole. I was listening to... I was, I was listening to Charlemagne's book yesterday and going through the uh, acknowledgments, and he was like, "Shout out to Nicole Byer." What? Yeah, <laughs> he shouted you out in really? the acknowledgments of his book. I guess from like MTV stuff. I love Charlemagne. Charlemagne <laughs> is I'm. It's it's crazy how fast he took off. Yeah, because Charlemagne was like in a middling place where like it was like, is he gonna shoot off? Is he gonna stay on MTV? Like, mm -hmm. what is he gonna do? And he's gotten so fucking huge. Dude. I'm so happy for him. I remember him being on Wendy Williams. Yeah, he was I, Wendy's fucking sidekick. Yeah, but I thought that that was when I was reading the book. I was very surprised to realize that that was like 2009, 2010. And I'm like, wait a second. Oh, I thought that was so much longer. Didn't you? I thought that was the like 90s. super long. I ago. thought it was like 99, 2001. Yeah. No, it was it was. Earl, yeah. It was like not too long ago. I, so that means oh, The wow. Breakfast Club and all his shows and stuff were like popular recently. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it got super popular because it's like, well, it's syndicated nationally, but mm. also you can just hit it up on YouTube. Yeah. Which is so smart. Oh, yeah. I watch it every day. So smart. I watch. Well, I, I watch, watch the good people. Uh, I watch the good people. I loved <laughs> Monique's. Did you watch Monique's? L Lenard. 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 I'm would you treat your, your mother? Lenard. How would your grandmother feel? If, how would your auntie feel yeah. if you called her donkey of the day? Yeah. Lenard, Lenard. Why am I the donkey of the day? Yeah. Yeah. Lenard, was, who, Lenard, is it? And she kept it, like checking yes, for his name. And every time she said Lenard, or she called him Leonard, and he's like, nah, Lenard. And she's like, oh. and he's like, no, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, I love, Charlamagne is so funny. We yeah. used to like sit next to each other during a girl code and he would say some <laughs> out of pocket shit. Yeah. He'd be like, Charlamagne, what? And he's like, I don't know. That's, that's how I am. <laughs> yeah. He, I I don't know how to describe it. As I was reading the book, he would say certain things. It's mm -hmm. like, you have a certain subsect of people who think you are funny and you mm -hmm. say funny things at times, but sometimes I feel like when he's trying to be funny, yes. it's not as funny. No, he's one of those people who does, who is like my sister. We're like, He'll say something very funny, but he mm. didn't mean for it to be funny. Yeah. And it's really interesting when people try to be funny because I don't know. I don't think you're ever trying. I think you get an idea in your head and you're like, I think this is funny. Yeah. I'll say it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like racking your brain for something funny. I feel like that's the difference of trying to be funny and just being funny. Yeah. 
And you know, because we improv people, improv is truly just listening and reacting. Listening and reacting, honestly, in the moment. <laughs> For free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although last night I did Ask Cat. And they were like, you need $8 for the valet? I was like, $8 for the valet? (laughs) (laughs) This is my first paying UCB. Anytime they ask me if I need money for the valet, I'm like, like, I feel so taken care of. And I'm like, it's $8. (laughs) I get paid to do stand up. Like, I get paid to do things. And I'm not shitting on UCB. I love UCB. I'm so thankful for that fucking place. Uh, yeah, we don't even have to get into the politics of it, but I love that they give you eight dollars for the valet. Yeah. It's a good thing. And you can see Carl Tart before there with white women. Also, see him. Are you still on Herald Night? Yeah. Why? Because I I can't let it go. Well, you have a TV writing job. Yeah. <laughs> that is the whole point of doing free improv. Uh, you know what? You know what is driving me towards not doing Herald Night anymore is the is how much I hate practicing. Yeah, that's. That's one of the beauties of not doing it anymore. Yeah. You don't have to go to a three-hour practice with eight people that were chosen for you, who you learn to love. Yeah. And then you get a coach who goes, hey, what you just did that's never going to happen again, (laughs) the reason why you weren't following game is this. And you go, great. I'm so glad I learned that for a scene I'll never do again. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Practice is stupid to me. It is. Uh, It's just getting reps in. But like once you've done improv, how long have you been improvising? Like 10 uh, years? Nine years. Nine years. Once you've been doing it for nine, 10 years, you don't need the reps anymore. You'll make a mistake and you'll fix it or you'll make a mistake and you bomb the show. Like whatever. Yeah. Oh boy. My my batting average is pretty high when it comes to, and I know I'm not the best, like most technical. Oh, I'm I'm not not I'm not Alex Fernie. No, but playing, I love playing with technical people. Oh, yeah. Playing with Fernie is so much fun. My gosh. I played, I I sat in with Convoy a couple nights ago Uh uh, because Berg was out, who's also very technical. It was just me, Todd, and Fernie, and we did not stop improvising for 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. and it was just no edits, no breaks, no thinking, Uh and it was so much fun. I did did Convoy, maybe it was last year. They haven't asked me in a while. Uh, It'd be really nice if... uh, Y'all ask me again? Oh, Nicole, actually, uh, they, they I, call me here to tell you. I don't even know if you listen. Oh, no, Carl, what you gonna say? I'm what sorry. you gonna say, Carl? Uh, they what you gonna asked say? me to tell Yo. you to bring your things oh. to Convoy. Oh, what? Bring your things to Convoy. Yeah! But to just immediately take them away. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a real misdirect. And I, <laughs> I got so excited. Uh, yeah, I sat in with them like a year ago, and it was uh, Todd and Fernie, and I had the best time. Yeah. Like, Fernie doesn't let anything go, nothing, which is the best, because mm-hmm. he's like, "Why did you say that?" And you're like, "Oh well." He's like, "Nah, you gotta give me a full ass reason." Yeah, uh, it's the best. Will Hines is like that. Those are my favorite people to improvise with yeah. because it's just that's what improv is. You have to frame the unusual thing. Yeah. Oh boy, we could talk about improv all day, but this isn't called. Why won't you improvise with me? <laughs> what a terrible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I brought improvisers onto a podcast. It was like, so uh, why won't you just do a two prop set with me? Oh well, you see, uh, uh, yeah, I'm listening. Um, um, um well, uh, you see, and they all turned into Bill Cosby. Uh, <laughs> oh, but was that, you know, you put the book to put it at the cup. I mean, Bill Cosby's really ruined it for us all doing impressions of him. Yeah. Like, he has a funny voice, and it was a good time saying Pudding Pop. <laughs> now you can't really say Pudding Pop no more. You can't. He's bad. <laughs> I was in Naples, Florida, and my opener was like a 60-year-old man, and a 60-year-old white man. I truly was like, why on earth 
do we think this was a good idea? <laughs> I don't want to follow this man who literally had jokes about bombing. And then I looked him up on YouTube and I was like, oh, he's been doing these bombing jokes for five years. So he's been bombing for five years. <laughs> cool. All right. All he right. the art form. Though. I guess so. But he has a joke about his autistic son. And he's like, I reward him with pudding pops. And the audience just every night would go, oh. Because <laughs> it's like, well, what does that mean to you? <laughs> It's a Bill Cosby saying, but like, are you actually giving this kid pudding? Like, are you are you roofing your kid? What are you giving <laughs> are you your saying? kid? Yeah. What is it? It's a joke. What are the layers? What do you mean? <laughs> Watching him was baffling. Do you do stand up at all? No. You should. I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You should. I need my team. You should do stand up. I need my folks around me. They're in the audience and they're really on your side. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They want you to be funny. You like it now, right? I remember I love, when you first started. When I first started, I did not like it because I was like, it's just me up here yeah. and I don't understand why this joke isn't working. But now I like understand the mechanics of it. And, I and really you were like kind of like forced to do it because of MTV stuff, right? Yes, because uh, colleges were like, we will pay you good chunks of money to come to do stand-up. And yeah. I was like, what if I brought an improv team? And they're like, absolutely not. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So my third stand-up set was doing a half hour. Mm-hmm. And I just like cobbled together characters and premises, some with no punchlines. And then that's how I learned how to do stand-up. I started at a half hour and then whittled it down to like a solid six or seven minutes that I was like, these are actual jokes. Yeah. This is actually good. And then built it up from there. It was a real, um, how you say, hard time. Yeah. So. You are on just apps. Just Bumbies. Just Bumbies. And I don't use it often. And when, when we say, am I, am I single and trying to fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is yes. But also I'm beginning to think that I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I want a girlfriend. Yes. I've had a few attempts. Yes. Uh, they have not worked out well. Okay. I don't know if it's my own insecurities. Okay. I don't know if it's like, I'm pretty self-aware when I'm not doing things right. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not the easiest person to deal with schedule-wise because I do anything and everything that people ask me to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I I know this is going to sound bad. Say it. Sometimes I punch people. No, I'm just play. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no. Um, sometimes I, I rather kick it with my homies than go be up under some girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that sounds bad. I think you haven't met a girl who you like enough to not play with your your friends. Yeah, I think play that, with your friends. I think you're that might a six be six year old. And I'm also like very much like a people pleaser. So it's uh-huh. very hard for me to to say that sometimes, mm-hmm. but because I was just dating somebody who I enjoy being around and stuff, mm-hmm. but we were getting into fights and stuff over stupid little arguments, and like she's a very stubborn person. Mm-hmm. She, I, I don't really, I'm not into astrology that much, but okay. she had the same sign as my mom, and my mom is the most stubborn person on the planet, uh-huh. and I tend to find myself in situationships with. With women who are like my mother, and it drives mm-hmm. me away. It pushes me away uh, a lot. And so, I, uh, I, we were dating, and I, I liked her, and I was trying I, what I thought was tr- trying to uh, make efforts to do things, but it was mm-hmm. never good enough. Like it was, it was like, yeah, okay, well, we went to the Clipper game the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, can we like 
can I have a night to go to Covell with Phil Jackson and Lamar? Like, like, <laughs> and it was just like, well, why don't you invite me to Covell with them? It's like, because because we're like, <laughs> it's wine night with my boys. <laughs> yes, it's wine night. <laughs> we have a lot of wine nights. I <laughs> love that you guys love Covell as much as you do. Oh, yeah. We it's stay in Covell. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I walk in. My three black men friends yeah. with glasses of rosé. Yeah. It is very fun. That's Shouting. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we make a lot of noise there, but they love us, though. Oh, it's... Yeah. I matched with the owner of Covell on Raya. Really? Yeah. And we talked for, like, half a second, and then he just stopped talking to me. Yeah. And I was like, but I want free wine. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been fucking perfect. Wine is expensive as hell. Wine is so expensive for old-ass grapes that taste delicious. Yeah. It's real dumb. What do you like? Red, white, rosé? Um, I, I love a rosé. See, I'm I'm a uh, black person who loves uh, sweets. So <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever is You got to drink Moscato then. Oh, I drink that Nicki Minaj mix Moscato. I can't. It's too sweet. They don't have Moscato at COVID. Why do black people love sweet things? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know, but we and love And I us. think it might be... A chemical? I don't like something in our brains. It's something. Everything is from slavery. So maybe back then we all we had was the only spice they gave us was sugar. I don't know. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> the only spice they gave us was sugar. Master was like, here, fucking spice your chicken feet with this. Oh yes, I will make some chitlins with sugar. <laughs> and we learn how to do it, and we put it on everything. I put sugar on my red beans and rice. Do you really? Yeah, I sprinkle a little sugar on there. You're going to get diabetes. I am afraid of it. You got to stop. You're going to get the diabetes. To, for, to be fair, I don't drink, I don't eat red beans and rice that much. Okay. But I do eat a, I eat, I eat sweets a lot. I like to bake. Uh-huh. Oh, what do you bake? I'm a, I host a baking show. Yes. Um, I, you should come on it. You know what's crazy? I because th- I was watching the one episode where the woman had like a truck where she bakes <laughs> yeah. or something like that. She actually is a uh-huh. professional and she is not. Uh, she it was clarified she has she bakes it just in her house and then sells it. Okay. <laughs> but does it taste good? Do you ever eat the stuff that they make? We eat everything that they make. <laughs> we just wrapped more episodes and I ate so much trash. Yeah. <laughs> this man made cake crackers. He was supposed to make a cake, mm. but he thought when you tested it with a toothpick, the toothpick was not supposed to go through it. <laughs> so it was, it was the crunchiest cake I had ever had. <laughs> It made like a lot of people. These people don't make any sense. I don't understand it. I ate one cake with so much food coloring, my wig almost fell off. Like I'm not even kidding. I like went woo, and I like shook my head so like uh, it was wild. I can't even. Man, just trash. I I. I I don't I, I can't bake stuff to look pretty like how mm-hmm. the what they're copying. But I know how to bake stuff. I know ingredients. I eyeball my ingredients. Mm, do it, you? Yeah. That's it, like a rule number one no no with baking. I I can do it though. I don't know. I learn how to do it. Ask my mom. <laughs> Ask my mom how good my peach cobbler beep, boop, is. Boop, boop. <laughs> uh Miss Miss Carltar. Who is this? Um, it's Nicole Byer. I'm oh. calling from a oh, Why Won't You Bake With Me? Oh. And I'm just wondering about Carl, Tart, your son. My baby. <laughs> I just want to know about his baking. Is it good? It's delicious. Well, it is delicious. Oh, delicious. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, it's been confirmed. Your mother said it's yeah, good. Yeah, my mom. No, no, I don't. I, I mean, bake certain, certain things like pie and stuff like that. You know how to eyeball. But like, I can't. 
bake. I can't make a, a jambalaya without reading a recipe. That's interesting that you can't cook without a recipe. I feel like most people are like, oh, yeah, you know, a dash of salt, a dash of paprika, a dash of, you know, and mm. yeah, there's the, the jambalayas. Certain, uh, things, certain things I can cook. Like, I fry dope-ass chicken without a recipe. You I know do how what? To, I fry good chicken without a recipe. You make fried chicken? Oh, yeah. Uh, you got a deep fryer? I have an air fryer, but I make it in. I make oh. when I'm when I when I fry it on the stove. I use a cast iron skillet. Oh, yeah. How? Just, How do you get enough oil? I gotta buy a lot. <laughs> I want to get a deep fryer. Me too, but, but I will like, be frying. I would everything. just fry everything. I'll be frying pans, uh, <laughs> notepads. I'll be frying couch cushions. I'd be eating everything. What else can I put in this? My best friend growing up high, in high school, Nick, had a, a deep fryer. And we would just put everything, chicken nuggets, uh, fucking piece of cake, uh, <laughs> anything in the deep fryer. Oh, it's so good. I got so fat. Fried Twinkies sound good. Oh, man. my God. A fried Twinkie is amazing. Have you ever been to Ponchki's uh, Bakery? No. Ponchnik? No. It's on Hollywood? It no. begins with a P? On oh, Hollywood make... Boulevard? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But they make these deep fried fucking Nutella things oh, that are so fucking good <laughs> and then they make these churros filled with like fudgy shit and nutella i love food and if i could be 900 pounds and just like live in arizona and float <laughs> around in a pool i would do that yeah like if it, i did not if i tomorrow if i gave up comedy that's what i would do i love a good buffet oh my hometown buffet on my jam yes get all the ham yeah uh they have golden corral Oh my god, I love they don't have golden corrals here. They're far. It's one here. Oh, there is? You gotta drive out to Victorville. Where the fuck is Victorville? Two hours east of where we are. <laughs> it's like you pass through when you're going to Vegas. Have you ever just gone, driven the two hours to a golden corral? I haven't corral? done it yet, but me and my roommate are gonna do it. Okay. Like we're gonna go down there on a Saturday and go to Golden Corral. That's incredible. Yeah. But I feel like a really uncomfortable ride home. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to figure out a place places to shit <laughs> or you can go to golden corral figure out a hotel about an hour away and stay? stay at that hotel <laughs> and then start your journey again the next day the next <laughs> honestly that's overnight the trip fattest to... thing you could yeah. do yeah yeah because it's, it's honestly not two hours it's like an hour and 40 <laughs> like hour and 35 really Ooh, we gotta take a break Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, and we're back. What a treat. 
Okay. Um, okay, so we gotta get back, gotta get to, back to fucking dating. dating. <laughs> okay, so I'm on Bumble. Yes. I don't I don't go on it often. Mm-hmm. I don't my dating experiences have been woeful. Uh I was a uh, big dater in the community for a while. I was just about to ask you that. And by community, we mean the improv scene, comedy scene, that yeah. that place. Um, it was not on my own volition. It was me uh, experiencing what it's like to be liked by women for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I fell for it. <laughs> ah. I fell for it. And the, it's a different. Women in the community are different. Hmm. I'm Why sure the men are that? as well, but uh, I, d- I, I can't put my finger on it completely, but I would say, and, and, and I am going to get killed for this, but uh, well, I can't wait to hear it. I, I, I feel like with, and I'm going to, I'm going to generalize this even more okay. by saying everybody, men yes. and women. Yes. There is an entitlement in our community. Yeah. And it is a, it is, you can cut it with a knife. It's palpable. How many people believe that they deserve certain things and that they don't have to work for stuff? Mm -hmm. I think it's a millennial thing. And I'm a millennial and I don't like when people shit on Uh millennials. But I'm also on the cusp millennial. I'm born in 89. So I remember what it was like to not have a computer in my house. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we got a personal computer when I was in like third grade. So I was still very young. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that. It's hard, and I think a lot of people aren't honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think the communication is a big issue. I think there is a this this idea of this person being bigger and a part a person of status, perhaps mm-hmm. that can help me out in some way. And like, I don't know, but I've had I've ran into some weird roadblocks with dating. Sure, and I haven't been perfect. Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like I didn't do nothing in any of these mm-hmm. situations. Like I probably like I told you I'm I'm bad at scheduling and I'm mm-hmm. bad at showing a lot of attention. Uh, I'm probably emotionally unavailable for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think you should be forced into being emotionally invested into somebody too soon. <laughs> no, I don't think you should either. And I do agree with you that there is an entitlement issue. I don't think it's with millennials. I think it is with actors. Yeah, performers. Creative types who are looking to make a uh, sustainable life by performing. Yeah. You have to be selfish. You have to have some sort of entitlement. And you have to be fucking delusional. Yeah. You have to be delusional to think that you're going to go on an audition and book it Mm -hmm. when there's a hundred other people who look just like you or don't look anything like you who will get it over you. So when it comes to dating, I think you kind of bring a little bit of that baggage in it, too. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're like an up-and-coming improviser, actor person, and you're dating another up-and-coming person, that person gets a job and you don't. You're all like there's already you're feeling some type of way. Yeah. It's impossible not to. And then even if you're like coming up together, it's still impossible not to feel some type of way. Yeah. And then I do think it's hard to divide your time between I want to do shows five nights a week and go to my job every morning or whatever. And then now I got to fucking figure out a time to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think you're in a place or listening to, I don't think you're in a place to be able to split your time three ways, working and performing and then a person. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've slowed down performing like improv. I only do uh, search history on Sundays 
and then I'll try to do like one show a night. I try not to do two. And then I do work a lot because I am trying to make, I'm trying to carve out room in my life for somebody, but I don't know where they at. Yeah. It, I mean, it's hard. I th- I've slowed down a ton too, mm-hmm. but I also have, I'm still trying to find that person who I want to spend the little bit of free time I have because I got more free time now. Yeah, but your but, free time is fucking precious. You yeah. Should, I want to spend it with people I like. And I don't want to fight. I yeah. don't want to, I don't, and which is, you know, it's a, if we're going to, arguments happen, fights happen, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be a thing I have to deal with when it's, when it seems like mm-hmm. nothing to me, you know? And I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't meet women outside of the community because I'm shy. Mm-hmm. We're shy. We're shy. Uh, I, I have a hard time talking. I'm, there was a girl at the bar last night. <laughs> we went to Virgil, mm-hmm. and this girl made eyes at me, and I'm like, "Okay, Carl, she made eyes at you. At least, if, even if nothing happens from mm-hmm. this, you have to talk to her. She clearly just gave you an opening, mm-hmm. and she smiled at me. I waved at her, and she walked over to me, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, <laughs> "What'd she say? Uh, Hi." Uh, and she she said her name. I'm Maria. I'm gonna say her name because I don't know who this is. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like, and we were just talking, and uh, she was like, "Where you from?" And I was like, I'm from uh, L.A. basically. Like, oh, whoa, oh, where? It's like on the west side. I'm from the west side. She was like, oh, like Pico and La Cienega area? Ah. And I was like, yeah, basically. I'm uh-huh. thinking like she's from over there too. She's like, you know this rapper named so-and-so? That's my ex. He's a piece of shit. Oh. We should hang out. You're, you're huggable. And I was like, okay, well, you can give me a hug. And then uh-huh. we exchanged numbers. And I was like. I sh- I gave her a fake number. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't. I mean, was, she sounded like the worst. She was. She was very aggressive. Yes. And uh, but also seemed sweet. Mm-hmm. But like, I was just like, why am I? Uh, it was more of just me trying to like. I wasn't even interested in her. It was more of me trying to be like Carl. It's time to. You're 29. Mm-hmm. It's time to not be so afraid of women. Like I, but you just described a woman to be afraid of. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was like, oh, okay. But my ex boyfriend. I, I, I was like, this is how this is how it happens for me though. Like it's like women mm-hmm. don't women don't approach me like that in places. They don't come up to me and talk to mm-hmm. me. And then when she does, it's this person. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I have similar issues. Mm-hmm. I don't date in the community just because I'm so far removed from like improv Mm -hmm. and like students and like I don't even know who's on Herald Night right now so like I would I wouldn't be dating like an up and comer at at UCB or whatever and then stand ups I feel like all the nice stand ups in my age group are married or so fucked up that I don't want anything to do with them or they're just you know chasing clout and trying to chase like a real hot girl or whatever Mm -hmm. and then on Tinder and on Bumble, people have started recognizing me more, which is weird because I don't know. It's a question that always, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk to me just because you know who I am and you just like want that interaction. Or if you know who I am and you like what you see, like it's just a really hard thing. And I talk about it a lot on this podcast, but it's getting worse. Um, when I was in Naples, Florida, Naples is maybe the worst place I've ever been. Mm. I did a show at Off the Hook Comedy Club. Shout out Off the Hook. Yes, yeah, Off the Hook. What? It was a nice club, and I liked it. 
it was like in the middle of a seafood restaurant, a full ass seafood restaurant. <laughs> I could not believe my eyes watching people shove shrimp in their mouth as I'm like, this is funny, right? <laughs> it was, I started every show with off the dreams hook. come true. Ah, off the hook. Yes, off. it made sense yeah. the last day I was there. <laughs> but I truly was like, you know, this is this is the dream to be doing stand-up in the middle of a full-ass seafood restaurant. But after my shows, I had this bit about like a pizza, and then I talk about being single, and I had a couple of men be like, I'll eat your fucking pizza. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Or they would say like things a little creepy. And I know I'm being nitpicky because I'm a nasty, dirty person, but I feel like there's a way to be nasty and dirty in a way where I do it with a smile. I'll be like, okay, scoop my pussy. Yeah. But like, (laughs) yeah. So I'll use like, Maybe like a weird word or adjective with a dirty word, or I don't know. I try to like I, that's what's funny to me. But when a dude is just like, "Oh, fucking pound your puss," yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." That's, that's like a little aggressive, and and I'm not sure if you're joking or if you're actually hitting on me. Yeah, because it happened at the meet and greets, so they would like come by. It was like a drive by hit on, so they'd like whisper to my ear and then go on their way. Yeah. That was and, them being crazy. Yes. And then there was this one girl who was working with me, and she was like, would you be mad if your boyfriend asked me for a picture? And I was like, I don't That was This is a weird question. I was like, no. And she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, why are you asking? She's like, oh, because my boyfriend asked you for a picture. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and she was mad about it? Yes. And just and like wasn't talking to him about it, was coming to me about it. And I was like... I don't want your fucking Florida boyfriend, okay? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what this is. Everyone in Florida was out of their fucking minds. <laughs> the median age at my show was like sixty-two. There was one man in the front row who looked like Anna Nicole Smith's ex-husband after he passed away, and I was what? like, sir, he was so old. He was like a mummified human being who someone was <laughs> animating. He was so old. <laughs> someone was animating. <laughs> so old, and I like. Like was going into this pussy joke and I like clocked him and I was like, good Lord, sir, I think you're in the wrong place. And he was like, hey. (laughs) And I said, sir, I'm not going to change a single joke for you, but I will let you know which ones are specifically for you. So every time I told a very dirty joke, I was like, sir, this is for you. And I think he may have passed away right after. And I'm sorry he had to spend his final moments with me. <laughs> That's what scares me about stand-up. We don't get those people at improv shows. No, you don't. We did have a hair on night the other day. We had two children sitting on stage. You know what? how they sit on stage at UCB? It was like a woman brought her, her five and seven-year-old. That's... And we dropped the most fuck bombs <laughs> that we ever had. Like, it was like to a point where even we were like, guys, let's stop saying fuck. Like, it's <laughs> In the scene, you're like, maybe we don't say fuck anymore? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we definitely, everybody started being like, F, F this, F, like, because we were like, why is it when kids are there that it, we have to say fuck Because so it does something to you. Because it limits your creativity and it limits your freedom. Yeah. When there is a child in the audience, people do not realize this. You, I don't like to censor myself. Yeah. So you bringing a child is inherently telling me to censor myself because you're going to go, I can't believe that was so dirty. You're going to write it on fucking Twitter or 
or Yelp, or you, you'll let me know that you thought I was so fucking dirty. And it's like, yeah. well, you're the one who brought your child. It's comedy. It's freedom of expression. Like, yes, you get to like listen to music before you go to a concert, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't bring like a child to a Kendrick Lamar concert. Like, no, uh, yeah. you know, you wouldn't bring a kid to you. Kids shouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, and then you have to know. Like, cause I went to the Chance concert at the Hollywood Bowl, mm -hmm. and his pre-DJ was there by like, get the fuck up, stand the fuck up, <laughs> like that. And yeah. there were children there, uh -huh. but it, in, in Chance's music itself, it doesn't do yes. all that. But then he even came out and was like, I want to thank y'all so fucking much for coming out tonight. Well, And it's like, yeah. I feel like those parents will know that yeah. their kids are going to be seen. Cause well, that, you're taking a kid to a fucking, a man named Chance the Rapper. He's a yeah, rapper. He's a rapper, yeah. I mean, rap is, you know what rap is. Yeah, you know what rap is. Unless you're going to like a Kirk Franklin concert, <laughs> you know what rap is. And the people say, <laughs> and everybody say, get the fuck up for Jesus. <laughs> I would love it if he had a sign that said, get the fuck up for Jesus. <laughs> get the fuck up for the Get the, the fuck up for Jesus. <laughs> and the people say, I want you to look at my uh, Tinder profile. Okay. I haven't, people are like, you don't change it often. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Do you want to look at my Bumble profile? Do yes, you do that? please. Are we doing that now or are we? Yeah, let's do it now. Okay. Oh, see, look at, first one that pop up, Julie, standing on a buoy. Uh, oh. But I'm not going to. Let me see, edit profile. Julie there. standing on a buoy. Julie standing on a buoy. <sighs> Okay, I'll go first. All right. So we got Carl Tart. We got a cute little picture of him in a hat and a red shirt showing off them teeth. Then we got a picture, uh-oh, of you and Ego. Yeah. Ego is our very fucking beautiful friend who's yeah. gorgeous. I wouldn't have a picture of you and Ego up. A lot of people say don't do it, but I leave it there for a reason. A, my beard looks amazing in that photo. Crop this bitch out. I won't. Here, let me see. Let me give you the, because that's the edit profile one. So, uh-huh. So you know how to get back to the regular I'm profile. I like that picture of us. It is and a good I've, picture. And it's a, it's a conversation starter. Okay. And oh, people who's wanna, this girl? Yeah, who's that girl? People All right. I, get, I got more matches when I put that picture up. Really? Mm -hmm. All right. She's just, uh, it would intimidate, if I saw this, I'd be like, oh, he's, this, I, I, there's some story with this beautiful woman, and mm -hmm. I don't want to know it. Oh, then we got, a, I think this is your headshot. Yeah. We got big teeth, big smile. I didn't put Jeez. one headshot picture. I didn't want to put Jeez. five headshot pictures. I just sneezed. We got, bless you, bless you, bless you. The cutest knees oh on my the god, they're very annoying. We got you and Ronnie Adrian. Yeah. Uh rapping, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We were doing some rap. We were doing a rap bit. Yeah. I wish I could rap. We got Carl Tart mm -hmm. with a chime. And we got Carl Tart with a bucket hat. This is a great picture. Your eyes are closed, wearing a bucket hat. You got yeah. a puffy vest. That you was got for, a foot up. Uh funnier dies uh in real life festival. It's we great. I love it. So we got Carl, 29. He's from these streets, and he works at the UCB Theater Los Angeles. He's in L.A. About Carl, what up? I used to play basketball. Now I write for TV. I enjoy things. Let's hang. P.S. I hate the Warriors, Club oh, Cubs, and Patriots. If that offends you, still swipe right because talk shit is a... Because, oh, shit talk is a great icebreaker. Insta at damn it, Carl. That's nice. That's my bio. That's nice. All right, go through mine. Okay. Uh, 
I'm a big old bitch with a fat ass. Hey, <laughs> I like people with a sense of humor because life is too fucking long to not laugh. Sometimes some things to know about me. I'm definitely a thought the happiest out there. <laughs> uh, I'm also a PYT, probably yodeling tonight. <laughs> and I'm USA, usually sitting around. Also, I'm all about that D and by D, I mean dinner. This is very funny. Thank you. I've gotten less matches since I changed my profile to that. It's, I mean, this is. I think is, it's too funny. It might be too funny. The goal of my life is to be with a super funny woman. Really? Yeah. I don't have any issues with that. I don't know what people's issues are with it. I don't know. There are some white men who like being with funny women. I have a lot of uh, funny female friends who are in relationships with nice white men. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. But like, they don't want me. White men do not want me. Black men do not want me. Puerto Rican men don't want me. Uh, Asian men do not want me. Uh yeah, men don't want me. I wonder if men's own insecurities are, if they see you thriving mm-hmm. and they don't think they can live up to it. And also, maybe your aesthetic is intimidating to them. And What do you mean by aesthetic? Like, your personality on TV okay. and stuff. And you... Like you're a big performer, and mm-hmm. you, I I feel like I know that there are dudes out there who love you. I I feel like they're all gay. There's no, a lot of some gay men, men who love me, but also I think the straight men who I don't know it maybe they are like I can't tame this woman or some shit like that, <laughs> you know? Maybe. Uh, I did go on Conan and said on national television that I was looking for a big dick. Uh, (laughs) And uh, a lot of men are real split on how to feel about that. Yeah. Because I love reading comments. I love reading them because they don't bother me. Kudos to you. Why would they bother you? I am very sensitive to. Here's the thing. You're the one working. Yeah. True. They in their house unfulfilled because they're commenting on the internet. Yeah. I'm getting better at it, but I, I have a troll who who attacks uh, me on from uh, <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang, which is weird because you think Comedy Bang Bang fans are all liberal. Are nice little nerds. Yeah, yeah. But what then does this troll say to he you? He just always comes in and is like, you slow down the show so fucking much. You always, you're not a good improv person. You, Zeke, Sean Distin, are you noticing a pattern here? Yeah, black uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys suck. And you always slow down the show, and I always hate the episodes that you're on. Interesting. And, and then he'll come in, and he'll, like, type in, like, Ebonics, I guess, <laughs> what he thinks is Ebonics. Like, they're not it, they're not good at all. No. But to me, I think he thinks he's a funny person, but it's, like, genuinely not funny. Like, I'd love to teach him in a class on how to actually roast <laughs> somebody. But he, like, will go, like, we is victims and shit. And I'm, I'm actually doing this more justice than what uh-huh. he types. Like, it's funnier when I say it. Do you ever respond yeah. to him? I have responded to him once, and it was the stupidest thing I could have ever done. Why? Because he, like, engaged you? Yeah, he engaged, and he won't stop. And so now, Ugh. every time, he'll make, like, new Instagrams and do it, like, so I'll see, I'll get the comment that uh-huh. it's like a, you know, like, oh, another stupid fucking episode from Damn It Carl, like that. And then I'll go to the page, and it'll be, like, following 
uh, four followers, zero, no picture, like no post. So this person, and, like, this is that's past like a comment. That person's like harassing you. Yeah. And like, how do you even fucking report that? You don't. I just I just keep blocking. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry you have to go through that. Yeah. I mean, that's luckily bullshit. he's the only one. Uh, Jesus Christ! I have I have read comments in the past. Like I read comments on like Buzzfeed videos because uh-huh. a lot of people have thought that I was funny in them. But then like they'll be like one person, he that dude looks like a frog or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and that video that I was in, I definitely did make a face where it was like uh-huh. definitely looking like Pepe. Hmm. But uh, I guess yeah. Sometimes a negative comment will stick with me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll read a bunch of positive comments and I'm like, great, yes, I also think I'm funny. This is nice. Yeah. And then one negative one, I'll be like, huh, why? Why didn't you think I was funny? Yeah. Can you break it down for me? But they can't. And like comedy is a very subjective thing and people don't like you sometimes. And I do sometimes really think it's a race thing. Like Mm -hmm. I was looking at the Queer Eye Boys Instagram account. Karamo has the least amount. He's black. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think he's doing less on the show. Yeah. I don't think he's not as good as the other ones on the show. Not even close. Yeah. I legitimately think it's a black white thing. Yeah. And then I was looking at Queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. The top four is three white queens and a black one, and the black one has the least amount of followers. Mm-hmm. She's in the same place as these other three. Yeah. So people don't even recognize. They think they're being progressive by watching Queer Eye or yeah. or RuPaul's Drag Race, uh-huh. but they're still very racist. I have yeah. black gay friends who talk about how hard it is to find relationships. Yeah. With white men and how racist white gay men are. I've had yeah. racial incidents with white gay men a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to, uh, like, there used to be some at, like, the theater that I was performing at before mm-hmm. I came to UCB, and he used to say the craziest shit to me. Like, the craziest, like, racist racist stuff, and, and like, he told me, I had a girlfriend at the time, she was white, uh-huh. and he said, you know she's only with you because she's got daddy issues. But then he'd hide behind the fact that he was gay as if he was, you know, Good I'm, I'm oppressed too, so I can say this. And it's like, I've and I also, like, you know, have been places where uh, the equivalent, the gay male equivalent of purse clenching happens <laughs> uh, which sometimes is also purse clenching <laughs> but like uh yeah like it, that stuff has happened a ton to me I mean, one time i was walking up to a sucks. party and a gay dude was standing outside and i walk up to the door and he was like oh my god who's that who's that who's that coming to this party who is that who is that and i walk and then loud the person, enough for you to fucking yeah hear? he didn't think he was drunk and he didn't think he he didn't think i heard him uh-huh and the guy that he was talking to uh, was like, oh, hey, what's up, Carl? Like, knew who uh-huh. I was. And then I was like, hey, what's up, man? And then I looked at him and I go, I'm I'm supposed to be here. Like that. And he goes, oh, no, it was just because, like, n- we, and he started trying to make, like, excuses. Yeah, trying to make up like, some dumb fucking bullshit. Yeah. I'm, I am very tired of overt racism. Yeah. I want to go back to a covert racism <laughs> where they had meetings behind our backs about how they wanted us to leave the neighborhood. I don't know, man. I want to know who's whack out there. I guess. I, I just, it bums me the fuck out. Like, that story bums me out. And I think I don't have that problem with white gay men because they're like, I'm a, bla- I'm a big black woman inside. Yeah. And she's in front of me. So I'm going to treat her like a queen. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like stealing and appropriating her words. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, whenever a white gay man calls another white gay man sis, I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. We call each other sisters because we are dog shit to the world. Yeah. So that's my sister in this. Yeah. 
that y'all aren't sisters. Sis, sis. Y'all are at the top of the world. Yeah. How's that your sis? Yeah, yeah. I and they just say a lot of things where I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. You why why do you have to have everything? Mm-hmm. I it's it's a really in, like implicit bias and institutionalized racism is such a huge thing. And then when like white people don't want to talk about their privilege, I'm like, that is a privilege that you don't want to acknowledge it. it. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you don't understand that you, like if we go for a job interview, they're inherently going to want you more because you're white. Yeah. And they think you're more qualified. Yeah. And white is also like ideal. Yeah. that has And that has affected dating a lot for me in the community mm-hmm. as well of just like, I mean, you know, it's mostly white women around there mm-hmm. and I've dated and and there's little like microaggressions that happen. Like you can't even argue with one without them being like, yeah, you're being this and you're like, you're, you're turning into really a different person. Aggressive. And it's like, don't do that to me. Yeah. Okay. Like you pick this fight and don't make me out as if I cannot mm-hmm. be upset. Like if I cannot defend myself, yes. you know, like that type of stuff is very scary. And mm-hmm. like it's scarier for me on different like a lot of men are scared right now because you you'd like and I understand that the movement is very, very important and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But some men are scared just because they're like it is like, oh, my gosh, we've never seen these things being called out. Mm-hmm. So it causes you to check your behavior and rightfully so. Yeah, because there are things that like we know the big stuff. Like mm-hmm. Not every guy out here is a rapist, but no. like it's like. Some when when the smaller aggressions are coming out mm-hmm. when 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 women are are uh, complaining about the stuff that they go through and men are like oh shit mm-hmm. like I can't oh oh I don't know how to move and it's like well I know who I am as a person mm-hmm. but also it still gets scary as a black man oh as a black man I think you f- are completely warranted in feeling some type of way about that yeah because people don't even think of like historical implications that like Emmett Till was murdered because a white woman lied about his actions. Yeah. And, and that's not the, that was the most nationally yes, televised. Yes. Thing. That but was like, yeah. that happened so many times. Yeah. And you feeling some type of way about a black man doing something. And then you escalate it to the point where maybe you're inferring things that like truly didn't happen that way is yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. And, and I'm not discrediting the movement. I'm not no, saying that it's not bad. I'm not saying, anything about that i'm just saying that for every i don't know it's a real tough line to walk and it's just it's very and i think we need to talk more yeah if someone does something to you and i know it's hard but like i feel people should like stop it there and i'm i'm bad at stopping things Mm -hmm. i met a child who touched my titty three times and i didn't say anything (laughs) even though i was like you're making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you gotta not do that. Yeah, you really can't do that. Where and it's are like, your parents? Yeah, where is she? Where's yeah, your mom? Yeah, but uh, yeah, you like we have to just talk more, and I feel like that's a thing that's not happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll talk about microaggressions real quick. Mm-hmm. I've slept with three white dudes who spoke to me in a normal way, and then the minute we started like getting intimate, they were like, "Yo, girl." You like that girl? Really? Oh yeah, I'm that's weird as hell. Girl. And I was like, "Uh, what is happening?" <laughs> I do the same thing when I'm with white girls. Um, do you like this dick? <laughs> do you like um really like this like, dick? Um, I'm gonna like eat your like pussy yeah. now, <laughs> oh and my like God. you're gonna get it, God. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird, and I didn't know in the moment how to be like, "Can you just talk to me like uh, 
a normal person because I know you didn't lick my pussy and catch some blackness. Like, yeah. I know <laughs> that that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, All right, Carl, we got to wrap this thing up. Did we figure out why we're both single? No. Was oh, because we... we're black people and everybody's a racist? No, no, yeah, that can't be. Yeah, <laughs> let's leave it like that. Oh, I'm sure everyone will be like, that's it. <laughs> Honestly, I I personally think you are single because you are busy, because you're trying to build your career, because you work a lot, you like to hang out with your boys, you love wine, <laughs> and you like to perform, and I don't think you have met a person that you like enough to give up any of those. I think that's real. Because I think when you find real love, I don't know, I feel, this. I, I've never been in love, so I don't know if this is true, but I feel like you get to a point when you find real love that you're like, if this person asked me to give up everything, I would. Yeah. I think. I would love to find that person and turn them down when that, yes. when that, when they asked me to do that. Yes. But also know that I would make some sort of change. Yes. And and I am sorry to any girl who's listening to this who felt that we could <laughs> but it is a thing. I have I have to build up to the like this is gonna ruin a couple situationships for me probably if they mm-hmm. listen. But I I don't I I have to be honest about it. And and it is a, a place and I also think I need to build up my own confidence mm-hmm. in dating uh dating up, if you will. Yes. Like I, I can't be out here in these in these streets just because a girl says I can't be with Maria from the club last night, uh-huh. whose ex boyfriend I may have grown up with. Like I have to. That's what I say. I would love mm-hmm. a, you know, ladies out there. I, I got a job. I got a car. <laughs> you got a I, car. Yeah, I got, you got a, a new car. Uh, no, I have a Toyota Camry. Uh, get a new car. I might get a new car now. You got I'm gonna a get job. a Silverado. A 2018 Silverado. Okay, that's a big pickup truck. Uh, yeah, that's a fucking pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. Chevy Silverado. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, but I do think it's like yeah, ladies out there who are looking, uh, to be with somebody who is who matches their level mm-hmm. of successes. And if you got a very popular YouTube show <laughs> makeup tutorial, we're not on the same level, <laughs> ma'am. Uh, just because you got two million subscribers. Oh, they that make person a lot make of a money. lot of money. You know what? I take that back. Cut that. No, just you don't have to cut well, that. Well, <laughs> I think, ooh, I might get shit for this. I think YouTubing and acting and writing are all very different. They are. I think YouTube is a whole nother beast where you are literally crowdsourcing approval, where mm-hmm. you go, is this funny? And then people immediately give you feedback, and that's who you cater to. Yeah. Then when you write for television, you're writing for executives who think they know what the people want. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I don't know. It's, I, I think a YouTuber is not on your level. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and I also want to say to people who I have dated that it's just not working out. I care about you. Some of you. Uh, <laughs> some of you I really don't. But I care. <laughs> I care about about those who know I care about them. And I try to put in the effort. But there is something. Something's not working in certain cases. <laughs> fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, do you have anything you want to promote, Carl Tart? Uh, just watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine when it comes on NBC. 
whenever that may be. I think it'll be early next year. There you um, go. When is this going to come out? Uh, Watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This upcoming season has moved from Fox to NBC. Carl Tart performs at UCB Sunset every month with white women. Yeah. And most Mondays on Herald Night, Night at uh, UCB Franklin. Some Saturday and Sunday nights on ASCAT, if you catch me. Mm-hmm. And uh, also follow me at Damn It Carl. D-A-M-M-I-T. On both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, on both Twitter and Instagram. D-A-M-M-I-T-C-A-R-L. Slide my DMs, ladies. Yes, slide into his DMs, suck his dick, finger his <laughs> booty hole, tickle his belly button. <laughs> These are all requests that he sent to me before he came. That was in my writer. <laughs> if you like, why won't you date me? Please subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. Uh, if you leave a review that's nasty, I will read it. This was not left on uh, on. Uh, iTunes, but this was a DM that Bang or Ban XXXY sent to me. They said, I would put a condom over my foot and fuck your booty hole. Ugh. Is this how your how it works for your podcast? Yes, it does. Uh, thank you. Uh, bye-bye. has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.